broadcasting from the Backroom Studios in Highland Park, where it's a little brisk, but absolutely beautiful on the inside. We are Not So Kosher with Vaccine Bobby. On the show tonight, we have a very special guest that hails from these parts. He's a brilliant mediation specialist and much more. Mr. Don... Mr. Dan... You can, da is fine. Mr. Mr. Don Henley back from. <laughs> I can do that. I can do Hotel California. <laughs> Mr. Dan Simon will be with us. Tonight's show is being brought to you by Rifka's 20 minute workout DVD. She's a total absol. She'll kick your abs into shape. So please make sure you visit our Not So Kosher website to learn more about how you can book a session with Rifka. Now, it's my honor and pleasure to bring my personal trainer. It's Bexy, everybody. Hey. Hi. Holla, holla. (laughs) And we got Dan. Hey. Yeah. Like, so glad you could, like, join us at the Podular tonight. Oh, it's fun. so cool. I'm having a great time already. It's kind of your hood, though, right? Very easy. Yes, yes. So you could almost just, like, use your little tricycle to come up here. I could have. You could. Um, But I know you spend some time in California, too. But I suppose when it's nice, you want to be here. Usually, uh, except for when the sort of thing that's happening today happens, this the, allergy, yeah. allergic outbreak, it's it was, a mess. I was going to ask, like, do you get that? Th- oh, ass? I didn't mean ass. I was going to ask if you get ask. that in California. No, it's it's here. I was I was there last week, and as soon as I got here, it hit hard. Oh, that's And it's sneezy. That's not good. I was going to say dopey. Use the word hard. Everybody does. <laughs> did you catch that? I did. <laughs> okay. I did. I, so right. so where, where are you in Holland currently? Well, now are we admitting that the, the location of the studio? Can the public know that? Yep. Okay. So I'm on Boland Avenue, which is just a block. Away. I know it well. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. All right. You Bobby like- was born here, not raised, but born in Highland. <laughs> I was. I'm from Highland for three minutes. Yeah. Literally. But I went from Highland Park to St. Louis Park. Sure. And so. Makes sense. Only seems appropriate. All, my family's all from St. Paul. They went to Central, Homecroft, Central, and then whereabouts. So. Hey, nice. thanks for coming in. We really appreciate it. Too Welcome. Fun. And if you need to Thanks. blow your nose, it's fine. Really? Usually she blows something. So, Anyways, I'm really excited that we're here, and I want to make sure that you check out Not So Kosher at notsokosher.net. No, don't do that. I want to make sure you check out backroomstudios.com and go to the Not So Kosher little picture, that cute little picture of Bobby and I, because, you know, me like licking his top yep. head... And, you know, it's so smooth and creamy, your head. You're, in, you're making me blush. <laughs> I'm sorry. A little bit. So you can tweet us at Not So Kosher, follow, like, and share us at Not So Kosher on Facebook. We're on iTunes, Spreaker, and voila, iHeartRadio. Just got another one accepted today to iHeartRadio. That's super cool. Yeah, I looked the other day. Only three months on that one. It's really cool. So Not So Kosher is a proud sponsor of Shlomo's Wheatgrass, carrying the finest wheatgrass in all the land, offering top-of-the-line blue wheatgrass, powdered wheatgrass. To juice form, Shlomo's promises a healthier you. Ingesting their product daily will make you feel younger and livelier. Go check out Shlomo's Wheatgrass at 613 South Bend Circle, West Nest Haven, Connecticut. Thank you. It sounds like you've been hitting mitzvah magic early tonight. (laughs) You know what? It's called too much mitzvah magic last night. And tonight we are sponsored, we're sponsored by Shlomo's Wheatgrass, our mitzvah magic drinks, which we're going a little like hard tonight because we're using the word hard. That should be our special word for the evening. Um, Are you okay there? Oh, yeah. Are no. you just reading? I'm reading. Okay. I'm, getting, right. I'm okay. prepping. I never know if you're listening to me. You know, I get stressed when I'm I not know if you're totally listening, listening to me. listening to you talking about Okay, so, sorry. Mitzvah Magic Drinks. Tonight we're going easy. We're just doing a little vodka on the rocks and a little Hendrix on the rocks. And me, I got water on the rocks. Because I got to stay afloat because it ain't going to happen otherwise. So we got the Kvetch and Kfell series of our show. <laughs> and... This week, I would like to tell you that the bees are doing great. I know nobody really cares. Dan, do you know about um, Big Daddy's Bees? I've heard a little bit. Yeah. It's did a he, big deal. Did you talk to him about it? Yeah. Oh, Is he speaking the truth or is he, he is not the best? He is speaking the okay. truth. No, he's speaking the truth. And then we did Grand Old Days yesterday. Did you go? I missed it. Oh, is it because of your little allergies? Probably so, yeah. Oh, it was beautiful out, but it was oh, windy. I love, and I love Grand Old Days. Yeah, it was fun, but there weren't very many people there. It was kind of odd. That's sad. Being what it was a beautiful day, I was surprised. So we did the parade because John's bank, 
as a parade, but this year it was all revolving around the bees. Like they changed their emblem to like a honeycomb. It was hysterical. Oh, that's, that's cute. Wow. And then John had to wear his little bee outfit. No. Yeah. Like uh-huh. a Saturday Night Live thing. Yeah. And then he carried around this big, she got one of these big like um, bumblebees. It was the queen bee. Yeah. And he had to carry a stick with, you know, Oh, that. my God. And we had bees. They had a card. It was covered with all these little bee stickers. And then everybody, we had big signs that said... Um, Bank Cherokee Buzz hashtag and like we had like fifteen hundred hashtagging going on yesterday. Was there, pictures of Big Daddy and his little bee outfit? Was there a buzz? Was there a buzz? It was a buzz. Okay. A, totally to a buzz. Sure. It was awesome. So is it Grand Old Days again, or is it just Grand Old Day? Because I heard it was two days again. I heard that too. That's it was days. Like, days. It was Grand Old Days, and I used to work when it was Grand Old Days back in the I days. didn't know that it was. Uh, yeah, a long time ago. It was two days, Saturday, Sunday. I never knew it was days before. Me I neither. I was surprised it mm-hmm. was days again. I suppose that's why it would be called Grand Old Days. Right. Okay. So my understanding is, so they had Saturday, and people said no one, there was no one around. Maybe mm. they didn't know. Maybe they didn't promote it correctly. Well, mm-hmm. I think the whole deal was is that businesses were pissed off that they didn't get, um, that they're not open during yeah. that time, uh, and so they would get, they were mad, so they wanted to be open. So I think the deal was the streets were open, you could but park. But the stores and, weren't? No, the stores were open. Okay. And then I went shopping. I mean, like, the places that weren't open, they're just dumbasses, that, well, because I yeah, went shopping. That doesn't make sense. They should no. be open. Yeah, it was really stupid. So, um, and this week was Bobby's birthday this past week. Oh, my goodness. Thank Holla, you. Yay. Woo. Thank you so much. Oh, Yom well, I didn't let anything off. until yesterday. I let a lot out. Like, I was, it smelled like a chicken coop. It was like <laughs> loose, bee rich chicken farm. Nice. So it took a little while. I had so much fun. I, Did you? We, we, it was jam packed. You have such a nice group of friends, don't you? Not me. 20, but my, I mean, 20 of my closest friends. It's cool. It was some really of those fun. people were, um, it was surprising that I didn't know some of those people. It was I was kind of surprised. It's okay. Like Jill, I had no idea who she was. She's lovely. Never seen her before. It totally looks like a cute little Jewish girl. She's a ghost, usually. She is cute. That's oh, nice. is she? She's, very She's cute. usually a ghost. Very yes. Well, she was she was very cute. Um so uh do, do you have anything you want to brag about with your birthday that I didn't get to see? I mean, like, were you on a birthday float or? Yeah, I definitely was um, up and down Franklin Avenue in St. Louis were Park. You? Yeah. Was, elbow, elbow, wrist, 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 a, touch your pros and down. I was doing something, but oh. I can't talk about that. <laughs> uh, it was really fun. It started sad. Let, let me just go. Let's let's start with Thursday. Let's do that. My lovely girlfriend took me to uh, 112 Eatery. Yeah, Nina Bikini. 112 Eatery. Eatery. Mm. Fun. You know, I don't know. It's Mm. okay. Okay. I guess you really have to be a foodie to dig it. But, you know, because I just did the, like, I have a burger because I can pronounce it. There you go. That works. So it was I haven't been there. Have you been there, Dan? I have. You have. A few years ago, though. Um, same reaction as yours. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's expensive. I'll give it that it's much. Super expensive. Oh, yeah. Maybe I've been there. <laughs> uh, it's it's, 110, it's interesting. Yeah, what, what did they oh, I think I did go to 112 or yeah. something that night. I don't know. 128. That's something. No, I'm kidding. That wasn't <laughs> so when did addresses become the cool thing to name right. restaurants? Did that happen? Like I, That used to be my name. What? 2092. 2092. When I was living on Hartford. Before your diet? No, Before that my was just, diet. That was just a yeah. joke. Oh, my God. That was so bad. Now I'm just like, you no, know, you, Bluma. You, no. You look great. Baluma. You, you always look good. Baluma. That's all right. So. Um, all right. And so you had a good time. Had a great time. And then, and then saw, saw a great movie. If you guys what movie haven't did you seen see? it, I definitely recommend Nice Guys with Russell Crowe and oh, Ryan cool. Gosling. It was really good. Did you guys play around in the theater? <laughs> no. that I was with the no. guys. That was a guy night out. Oh. Did you guys Don't play around in me. the theater? Don't get weird. <laughs> like hide the popcorn? No. Yeah. No. We were cool. It was very so kosher. <laughs> yeah. It was super so kosher. I know you wanted to be. Not I so was so wanted to be. Uh, no, that was fun. And then and then Saturday night was great at Parlor Cot. That was awesome. Yeah, you guys were really sweet to come. I'm in. sorry, you know fun. we ate before because we had a situation. I didn't know, but you I, didn't tell me the situation. Well, it's a long story. Okay, but. We were going to dinner before that. We were somewhere else, and then we actually left to go to another place for dinner mm-hmm. because we had a situation. But we didn't realize that you were doing dinner. We kind of thought that if you were going to the bar, we were just going to like order, you know, like uh, like Sliders. hors d'oeuvres. And, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. John's like, I don't want to do that. I want dinner. I'm like, okay. So then we'll go for dinner. So I'm sorry because I totally didn't like, I was confused. It worked out well. Okay. It was very fun. 
It was very fun. really good. And we accommodated all those people. Barlacott accommodated a lot of people. That was they don't nice. normally do that, and they did that, which is really cool. It was kind of quiet. It was a quiet night for Should have seen, Dan. Like, there was hardly anybody in there. I was kind of surprised. I was going to ask you coming up some questions, but do you frequent Minneapolis? Are you a... Well, I did some fine dining this weekend that that came to mind. uh, Meritage. Meritage. Oh, did you in St. Paul? they do nice work. Yeah. Yes, they do. Very happy with what happened there. Cool. Yeah. What happened there? Tell us. Well, the fee- the eating and the drinking, it was all yeah. smooth. Um, mm-hmm. Paid for by somebody else. Oh, nice. Perfect. Sweet. Yeah. Tastes Perfect. better. Perfect. So that was good. But you have an office in Minneapolis, don't you? As of this month, I'm switching over to so Minneapolis. Are you saying that you were... Yeah. I was I, in Highland. I just said to Big Daddy, I'm like, uh, looks changed. like he changed. He's yeah. at Sweet Something in Minneapolis. This well, is Carmen? transition month. You could see me in Highland this month. Yeah, you could Highland. see me in Minneapolis. Either what way. street are you on in Minneapolis? Um... Good question. Fourth Avenue South. Oh my gosh, that's it. Sorry, it's the, You're so funny. No, Do you I barely remember. No, it's it's uh, it's the Flower Exchange building, the Grain, the Why did you Oats Exchange that? building. I know it well. Why, Why yeah. you do you? It's well. You. I'll tell you. Um, I wind up seeing a lot of my clients at places other than my office. Oh, and so this deal downtown Minneapolis. I'm just renting. So there's a, a jacuzzi by a the little, hour, and there's, there's a jacuzzi a little closer, so you guys can meet in there. Right. Yeah, that works. Of, you it's know, think spa. about calming that would be. It's a right? good idea. Yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should get into that when we get into I know, the interview, I, right? I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we're going to ask a lot of questions, but that's really cool. Congratulations Dude, on that. Thank you. Yes, it's very cool. Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay yep. left us, mm. 74, sad. It's super sad. But he looked pretty... Dead. He's been this sort of dead for a long time. I don't. Yeah. I mean. I mean. I don't know how he's kind of like functioned as long as he has. Actually, probably all that money kind of got him. You know, whatever. It's but, super. It's super well, sad. It was. Par- I mean, Parkinson's, right? The Parkinson's yeah. was part of it, and then he had uh, septic shock from complications. Oh, yeah. um, I got to tell you. So back in the day, I used to, and I'm not going to like name drop, except for one thing. Do it. Do well, it, I used to it, work in it. film production, television production. We did a broadcast from the Target Center back when the Super Bowl was here, 1991. It was called, uh, when Ted Turner was doing his TNT uh, Super Bowl Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a shit ton of people come in live from the Target Center. And, I mean, you name it, they came into town. The only one that I got super, like, was Muhammad Ali. I shook his hand. It was, like, for me. did you? That was, like, the coolest. And I've met a lot of famous people, but that was, like, for me, the coolest thing. That's pretty cool. When I was little, I used to run around saying, sting like a butterfly. Float like a bee. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad you remember that. (laughs) I still remember. I would practice it all the time. Aren't I good? Yeah, very good. So, I I don't know. The relationship that he had with Howard Cosell was probably one of the most, I mean, in broadcasting, the respect that they had for each other. Yeah. I don't know if you recall some of those interviews, but... I don't. Do you recall? Vaguely. Vaguely? I have heard lately that there's a lot of good uh, speaking that he did that you can see on YouTube, some speeches that were just mind-blowing that he put on. Definitely Google it, because it's really worth, like, they spar, they go at it, but it was all done in like super respectful way That's and nice. uh you know howard cosell being the wordsmith was just yeah. dropping these things mohammed be like what you talk about oh. <laughs> it was really really well done but check it out it's very sad for i mean not just sports but you know you're gonna hear a lot about like yeah. the whole religious thing coming up when he's you know they're gonna go to his hometown and it's gonna be kind of controversial exactly so so it's a bummer yep um uh we got uh prince's birthday this week Happy birthday. Mm. Yep. I'm going to some little party or something. So what are they doing for it? I don't know. They're doing some party. I'm just going to some party tomorrow night. I so, but it's Maybe. A, okay. Maybe I think he's going to be there and there's going to be cake. I think he's going to jump out of the cake is what I think's going to happen. That would be, be amazing. Pretty that'd be, sure. That would be super Pretty weird. sure. So tonight, we are fortunate to have Dan Simon here with us tonight. What's up? Yeah. Nice. Hey. <laughs> kind of you, by the way. I, You know, I, I know that what I do isn't necessarily... Right up your main alley. You guys are more into the entertainment, the fun. Yeah, but the, we uh, like we like people like you. We mix the it real up. people. Oh, we yeah, we like to mix it up. Yeah, right. he he. Dan is the creator of Simon Mediation. Yeah, Crea- creator. Whoa, kind of makes it sound really good. I like that. Do you like founder initiate? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, like that. Um, I got some facts about you. Sweet. You were the first mediator to be certified transformative. Mediator for the Postal Service. Big word for you, by the really way. Really big. 
Approximately true, yeah. Approximately true. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a shit ton of credentials. Thank you. You have a law degree from the University of Minnesota. Embarrassing. Why is that embarrassing? Oh, my fellow lawyers, I feel like, don't really do a great job um, creating positivity in the world. God bless a lot of them. And so, you know, the law degree also... What, do they want you to be like William Mitchell or Harvard? What's the deal? Well... Is that what you mean by that? No, no, I'm just... Oh, I mean, no, in terms of the status of the law school, we're yeah. fine here in, in the... Twin, yeah. Oh, no, okay, good, good. No, good. No, but in terms of law degrees in general, which you don't have to be a rocket scientist to get... And, no, you really don't. I, I don't promise know. I promise you could do it. <laughs> um, and, you know, the stuff they teach you, I feel, is, is pretty counterproductive when it comes to human understanding. They, they teach you this stuff about individual rights and making arguments about everything, which is much different from what helps when people are trying to understand each other and get to a better place with the conflict. So if you aren't well-armed when you go into law school, and I was fresh out of college, yeah. you can wind up believing that there's a lot of truth in that legal paradigm. And uh, you know, it, it can train you out of your humanity, which, which hopefully we get it that we're connected and that these arguing about things isn't so constructive normally. But don't you think that that kind of thing is a learned? I mean, you have to, as we go through life, we learn things. And that's not something that, how can they teach you everything you need to know? They can't. Well, that's why, that's why you continue to learn probably every day. I'm sure you still continue to learn what you're doing. True. And, and I don't think law school got me off on the right foot. I feel like I had to unlearn, really? unlearn a lot of that. Really? Stuff. Absolutely. What, so uh, the part about just not being a, a sensitive human? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, and you know, the way that in law school you're taught to think is to really separate the situation from the people try to act as if the situation is some rational puzzle uh. in which in which you can come up with an argument that your side should prevail. There's always an argument that the other side can make. You know, yeah. when you see lawyers on TV talking about their different opposing sides of a case, they both got convincing arguments to make. Um, and what they're doing is, is trying to persuade some pseudo-objective party, a judge who, who obviously isn't objective, that's a person too, Yeah. but they're trying to persuade this outsider of something. They aren't helping the people who are directly involved get to a better place with it at all. And, and you're right. At that part, I can understand so completely. It starts in law school. So let's kind of get a lowdown on um, what you do exactly. So you can okay. kind of educate us because we don't really know. Yeah, no. And no. I know that you do this, you now not only having your office in Minneapolis, but you also now are in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, it, one more thing I want to say about you, because I think this is cool. I think you still are a member of the Supreme Court ADR Ethics Board. It's true. Cool. Well, you know what? Let's start with that. Okay. Let's learn what that is, because we want to well, know what ADR means. Cool. Um, so lawyers think of what I do as an alternative to what they consider to be kind of the regular approach, which is court. And so ADR is Alternative Dispute Resolution, cool. which means anything that's outside of court, arbitration, mediation, um, those are the two main ones. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, it, just on that theme I was mentioning a minute ago about law school kind of uh, nudging people in the wrong direction, uh-huh. um, ADR, to, be, to have it thought of as something that's an alternative from the mainstream as opposed to the first thing you ought to do if you have trouble. So for me, if people have a conflict and they've tried to talk about it and that didn't work, the next step might be to have somebody help them have a conversation, not go get lawyered up and start suing. So for me, what I do shouldn't be considered an alternative. It should be considered kind of the first choice. Yeah, I know that that's probably what people... But how do you get out there to do that, to let people know? Is it our attorney's the attorneys on the other end familiar with you or do they not really want you to get involved because then they lose the money? Well, you know, good point. I, I choose to assume that the lawyers are trying to do right by their clients huh. and they've learned this paradigm, which isn't so helpful for their clients, but they're taught to believe that it's the best we can do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even if they have the best of intentions, they just have the wrong tools. And so they do have mediation, um, that does happen in a lot of lawsuits, but it's not the kind of mediation I do. Um, I got to take a drink of my vodka here. Uh, you can. Yeah. You can mm. drink whenever you want. I'll drink to that. Mm. You want to? Yeah. Do you want to say something or should I continue? Continue. I'm coming in. I felt Soon. like, who's the who's the presidential candidate who had to go get the, the 
drink of water on camera. Nixon? <laughs> Wasn't it Clinton that had to go to the bathroom or Nixon something? Was it was this young guy, or? Rubio. Rubio was oh, doing yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, he kind of acted like maybe the camera wouldn't see him, and he, he leans over <laughs> to oh, the other. It was awkward. Oh, yeah, <laughs> super awkward. Yeah, just like I'm doing here. Um, so. So you, so what you do is people come to you, um, hopefully instead of going to a divorce attorney first, mm-hmm. and they you give them more of the tools to help them to figure out how to be calmer and not be so angry and right. I mean, is that kind of your Although, yeah. Um, I would say that everybody already has the tools. Um, everybody has had a decent conversation with their spouse at some point. And so they know how to do that. Okay. At those stressful times, they're having trouble doing it because they're freaking out. They think the other person's going to take advantage of them. They're scared. They think the other person's going to get lawyered up and mess with them. They're, they're nervous. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the thing that helps is pretty simple. They have a chance to sit down and talk about whatever they're afraid of. And they have one dude in the room, me, who is totally on everybody's side. And so, you know, when, when you two are getting divorced someday. <laughs> God forbid. No, you two. Again. We had a separation. Yes, we did. <laughs> but we reconciled. Let's yeah. say you, you and your actual spouse, whoever, but you're, you're, um, you're, I lost my train of thought. You're getting Sorry. freaked out. You're getting nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have me in the room to look at, and you can tell me, look, John has been lying. John is hiding money. John's a, John's horrible. You can look at me and say that. Get it. That's what he your... says about me, actually. <laughs> well, we'd want to give him the, the chance to do that as well, and and so he would tell me that about you, and I'd be looking at him saying, okay, I see, uh huh. And then he'd get it off his chest, and then he'd look at you and say, for example, where's that ten thousand bucks that used to be in our checking account? And then, boom! Already, you're you're doing some problem solving. There's, they, I'm sure they're getting elevated. So how do they how do they handle it respectfully? While I mean, is it at some point it's got to be awkward for you when you see that it's getting escalated? Is that mm. when you really step in, or do you let them sort of air it out? I think probably the key to my sense of being competent at it is that I'm very comfortable when they get escalated, mm-hmm. um, and I I'm just sure really? they're in, yeah I'm wow. sure they're in the right place at that point. Um, and I'm also aware that, that there aren't many other places where they would have the opportunity to keep it real like they are. Escalated, for me, means they're finally saying whatever's deep down at the heart of this thing. So you want... To, you, that's, that's good? Because it's at the point where... It can be. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, the key is that they have the freedom to choose how to do it. Mm-hmm. The thing that I think hurts people the most and that the, the legal system surely does to them is make them feel more constrained, make them feel more like... They don't have many choices and make them feel, therefore, like the only thing they can kind of do is lash out at each other mm-hmm. through the yeah. system. And so once they, you know, have a little bit more of the experience that they can do whatever they want, they can say whatever they want, they can, they can talk about what they think matters about this whole situation, which might not be what the law cares about, mm-hmm. but it matters to them. They have a greater sense of control and are then less likely to feel threatened by each other. Mm-hmm. and then are able to work with each other. I mean, they just make the shift from being adversaries to collaborators. Can you paint the picture for us how it's set up? Like, it, what's the room like? Where are you? Is sure. there a stenographer in there? Is there? Is it being recorded? Well, it, it varies a lot. Uh, quite often, it's just me and the two parties. Mm-hmm. I say parties because um, I, I do things other than divorces. Uh, any sort of conflict this works with. Business oh. disputes. From, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I knew that. Uh, yeah, a big chunk oh, of my cool. work. Actually, probably half of my work is workplace disputes. Someone has alleged that they're been dis- they've been discriminated against mm-hmm. somehow. Wow. Um, boy, those antihistamines really dry out the whole, sure. the whole Do system. Do you need water? <laughs> it's really good to wash down with some gray goose, let me tell there you. There we go. That won't hurt. It sounds so good when you do that. I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'm going to drink too because it's just, like, intoxicating. Okay, so... The picture. Yes. We're sitting at a round table, mm-hmm. um, and I'm doing everything to reassure everybody that this is not some formal hearing. Right. And so, you know, I try to carry myself like the regular dude that I am, although mm-hmm. when people come in, and, you know, I'm afraid when they see the list of credentials, right. they think, oh, dude, this dude knows a lot. They're probably intimidated. They're afraid I'm going to evaluate them, judge them. Right. And so, you know, i got to live true to my my. Uh, principles here that whatever whatever they come in with is okay with me. 
Um, and so I just give them a little intro- introduction here. Hi, folks. How are you? Do you do an icebreaker or is that, or is that not so kosher? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are you, is there a fine line where you can say, you know, uh, you know, to lighten it up a little bit? Do you ever, do you feel like that's good for them or is it not professional? You know, just about anything that I would choose to do uh, runs the risk of working better for one of them than the other. So part of the deal is I need to be impartial. Right. Ugh, and so sure. instead, hard. I'm supportive of them. And so if if a couple of characters like you guys showed up, you'd be making jokes, and that would be totally cool, you know? Um, well, and that, that would be what helps you feel more comfortable. Some, you know, one person wanted to have a little prayer before we started. Oh, jeez. That was okay with body. me. We'd like to body. Pod, can we podcast from one of those yeah, hearings? Right. That could be awesome. There's good drama. Can you imagine? That'd be awesome. I could talk about your, like, train tracks in your underwear and, right? Not mine. <laughs> that but, oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Skid, marks, skid marks come up all the yeah, time. Yeah, there, sure. there you go. There you go. So, yeah, um, we sit there, we talk. It's, it's really, um, you know, as much like a regular conversation as it can be. People, when they do handle a conflict well, the way they do it, basically, is they have a good talk with each other. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just there to support them as they do that. So you're not necessarily negotiating. You're just hearing it out, correct? Mm-hmm. Probably pointing, do you point out things that go, well, why didn't you just, you know, listen to what they're saying? And right? Well, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, because they'll, they'll have an answer for why they aren't listening. You know, okay. sure. I'll say, because this bastard hasn't listened to well, me for 20 years. This, yeah. yeah. I've heard enough of this. So they'll yeah. have an answer. So, so it's their choice whether they listen to each other. But I do some things that are designed to give them another chance to listen. So I will summarize what they've said. You know, I pay close attention to everything and I'll give like a, an accurate summary of, okay, in terms of the kids, you agree that they need to spend time with both of you, but you're thinking that the kids should spend the weekdays with you so you can help with, with the homework, Becca and, and, uh, Bobby, fun fun Bobby, (laughs) (laughs) fun Bobby, you're saying, uh, you want to see the kids half the time. Mm -hmm. So you're a little different on that. Um, you both, and so I just kind of summarize what you've talked about so far, giving you a chance to chill and think about, okay, you know what? I guess that's not crazy what you're saying, the other person. Just, just a good conversation. I mean, we've, we've all had good conversations with a friend at some point where you cleared the air or a spouse yeah, and you yeah. felt better yeah. afterward. So that's what I'm shooting for. So I, you have to be super locked into the conversation to the point of like, you can't miss anything because then it's going to be awkward if, you know. And my other question was like, do you sometimes have to wear the therapist hat and say, this is what I'm hearing you say? Mm-hmm. Do you ever go, how did that make you feel? Or you don't have to play that role. I, I wouldn't go, how do you make that feel? Because yeah. that's, again, their choice whether they mm-hmm. expose their feelings or not. Mm-hmm. But I, I reflect, I do reflect what each person mm-hmm. says a lot in detail. Okay. So if it includes you saying how you feel, that that's part of it. Are you taking notes to go that's back what to? I was just going to say you're taking notes. I mean, I feel like the skill that, that really I had to practice was just learning to pay attention. Sure. And remember it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, some notes, if they're talking specific numbers or something that I wouldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have to go to classes during the year to learn more things? I mean, do you ever do... Uh, first of all, you probably have to do that in order to keep your license. Recertification. You to, right? Well, but the law license, to, sure. But then do you specifically go to things to learn more? Or do you feel like I mean, just by doing it, you really just are learning? Unfortunately, I'm kind of the guy in this region who has really embraced this approach. So this thing that I do is called transformative mediation. And this other sort of mediation that you'll run into if you don't come to me is much more pushy, much more about the mediator trying to push people into a compromise. And from the legal perspective, Uh. that makes sense. In the legal world, it's believed that the only reason people do anything is because they'll get a worse deal if they don't. And because that's how lawyers try to persuade the other side to compromise. Listen, we're going to get the judge to order you to pay us a million bucks, but we'll take 500,000 now. The mediators kind of assume that's the same thing you got to do to people. Um, And they forget this thing that most of us forgot in law school, which is that people actually don't want to be assholes. They're being an asshole out of defensiveness because they think they have to protect themselves. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I would. It's a good point. So that's the thing. So I'm the only one in town. I mean, I put on the courses on on how to do this kind of mediation. Um, the two guys who wrote the book on transformative mediation are professors, and so they've I've done it more than they have now. So wow. I'm I'm the one who needs to write the book soon. Yeah. But, but any you know any practice listening um, is is pretty much what you have to uh, do to to maintain your sharpness at it. When you uh, finished law school, did you know this is what you wanted to do? At what point did you know this was the kind of law you wanted to practice? 
took a long time. I was, um, I went to law school as a kid and I didn't know that I, you know, <laughs> he I, was five years old. <laughs> he was well, one of the young ones. Kind of. My dad was talking law at the table. My dad was a lawyer. So yep. I kind of, you know, that's right. By the time I got to law school, I didn't feel like there was much more to learn, honestly. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. But then. Well, he is a genius. Yeah. All you. those Simon kids are geniuses. <laughs> you knew my sister. You went to school with my sister. Uh, yeah. Smart. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Smart kid. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I got a great question for you. And I, I hope it. It's it's sort of funny. I'm, or, I'm already offended. I'm already no. It, it, did, I didn't get to finish hearing mine though. Did I? Oh, I thought so. Did I get to finish hearing oh, why you law. chose? Yeah. Sorry. Hang on. My sorry. bad. Sorry. So I thought I wanted to become a therapist. Actually, I, I oh. really hadn't thought about what I wanted to do until I was in my mid twenties after law school. I really just wasn't thinking. Frankly. So did you? Why did you go to law school then? Just because kind of kinda, you didn't know really what didn't you wanted know what to else do. To do. I was not a musician. I didn't have any particular okay. talents. So okay. Okay. Go to law school. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So then what made you think that that was what you, was there a situation that made you feel like, oh, there's a I just, missing link here? Somebody suggested it when I quit the law firm job to go back to school. Okay. And I was going to go study psychology. Um, and, and somebody said, ooh, the combination of that, you should take a mediation training. And so I just took a course, a 30-hour ah. course. And right away, though, I noticed that, boy, the way they're doing that doesn't quite seem to be the thing. It doesn't seem different enough from litigation. It seems like okay, we'll get them together and we'll force them to negotiate, but it'll still be kind of a coercive thing. It won't be about them taking responsibility and, and coming to a different place with each other. And so then I heard a guy speak on this transformative approach, one of the guys who wrote the book, a Jew, by the way, Borch, oh. Borch Bush, a, a Lubavitcher. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Now that's interesting. His partner, his, his wow. co-writer is a nice Catholic gay guy, so it's a nice balance, but... Interesting. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> that's a story. Wow. Yeah. So Borok is a, he lives, you know, in Brooklyn, teaches at Hofstra Law School on Long Island. Nice. Heard him speak, and I said, okay, there we go. Those guys have thought through what the potential is. Yeah. Um, you know, they've really identified what the problem is in conflict. The problem simply is... People are freaking out because they're feeling threatened by each other. And when you're feeling threatened, you can't be compassionate to the other person. And so you get in this vicious cycle where you try to protect yourself, but it just freaks the other person out more. You get the Israelis and Palestinians. You get people litigating too much. How do we help people go the other direction? Because nobody's happy. They're both hating it. Yeah. Promise. They aren't, they aren't happy with that situation. Yeah. Well, you give them the space to make the shifts back toward whatever it takes for them to feel safer, more secure, and... That brings with it, with we humans, thank goodness, uh, uh, the the regaining of our ability to, to have some empathy for each other. And cool. so if both people are feeling more solid, they can say, okay, now, now what is it you want? And they really couldn't hear each other until that moment. Uh, do, you ever, do you ever have um, where you go through this with a couple, and um, a, a married couple, and suddenly they work things out where they yeah. actually end up staying together? That does happen. Yeah, um, so that becomes a shrink, basically. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, you know. Um, More expensive, of, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> eh, it's quick. Though. Unfortunately, it takes just a few hours. I don't get to string people cool. along for, for months and months. That's right. It's not like that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Go ahead. Well, I was me. just thinking about that guy you just mentioned, if he was in shul, and if he gets confused that every time someone says, Baruch, mm-hmm. Atah, I don't know if he goes, what? <laughs> what? I'm sure. What? Uh, <laughs> problematic name. So the question I had for you is, if you find yourself ever in an elevator and there's two people going <laughs> at it, do you ever feel like stepping in? Do you say, oh, by the way, let me tell you what I do for a living? I mean, the, the closest thing that comes to mind is the parent's being mean to their kids at Target. <laughs> yeah, wow. And so I'm very right? clear that it's not going to... And so I do have a little approach that comes from from this. It's uh-huh. just, it's just, Mom, can I help? You know, when she's freaking out, yep. I, I try to help figure out if I can help her. I'm not going to diss her in front of the kid. Sure. That's going to be bad for the kid. Right. Hey, you dumb bitch. Right. <laughs> cool it. Right. right. Call the cops. <laughs> and I'm going to give the kid a sympathetic look. And, you know, everybody needs a friend in those times. Good. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Have you always had the voice of reason growing up? Mm. I don't think so. No, I think I was a natural lawyer, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was an arguer. I think, uh, you know, I've had friends who have uh, experienced my transition over the years, and I think they found me to be much more annoying and argumentative and debatery when we were kids. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, but now I... What happens when you have a conflict? Who's your go-to Ooh. person? Man, um, I do have a couple advisors in mm-hmm. those situations because, you know, I'm every bit as human as anybody. Absolutely. And so if I feel like... You know, and, and we aren't even aware of what's happening to us when we get in that conflict mode. We wouldn't even admit that, okay, I'm feeling threatened. No, I'm not threatened by her. Are you kidding me? Why would I be threatened? Well, I must have been, or I wouldn't have been right. riled up. And so, uh, 
Yeah, no, I have people to, to process that with. That's another thing I do sometimes is just conflict coaching with one person mm-hmm. so they can kind of do what they need to do, which is explain, often explain how evil the other person is. And mm-hmm. once they get done explaining that, we say, okay, and so what's going to be most helpful for you to do at this point? Have how you, about, oh, go sorry, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to ask you if like uh, there's times when you were glued to watching Jerry Springer or <laughs> Dr. Phil where you go, this is like maybe something I could do on TV some days, have sure. my own sort of gig, right? Oh, I've thought about it a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially in LA. Right. And, you know, the, the TV shows that do the best aren't healthy for the participants. You know, Dr. Totally. Phil, mm-hmm. it's fun to watch Dr. Phil beat up on somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but as for how that's going to affect the, the people, I don't think it's so helpful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this thing that I would do would be less dramatic in that way. And, um, and, and these conflicts get less heated. I mean, you asked the question about what happens when it gets really escalated. Yep. The thing is, it, it's actually as unlikely as can be that it's going to get escalated in my office because immediately when this person is starting to escalate, they've already got one dude who is listening to them thoroughly mm-hmm. and saying, sure. okay, so you're saying what she just said isn't true. Mm-hmm. Boom. Now you don't have to rant about it. You get to, you know, you calm down right away. And right. so people ask if there's ever been violence in my office or, yeah. or the threat of violence. I love that the truth is that there have been two times when I have stood up and intervened. Both times were cases of unwanted hugs. Uh, what? <laughs> okay, that's interesting. A daughter, a, a adult really? daughter wanted to hug her elderly mother. And oh. so I, and, and mom had her arms crossed like she didn't want to. And so I said, I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable with the yep. unwanted hug. And then a, a husband who wanted to hug his, his ex-wife. Um, and she and wasn't she was into a, it. So wow. That's, that's kind of be awkward. Yeah. That's very interesting. Well, twice in, in 18 years. That's not bad. Yeah. Very small percentage. Punches, no. Punches, no. Thank God. Have you ever been stumped by people oh. that you've had to work with where you just like cannot figure it out? They're not, neither had, are breaking and you've got to... I had a tough one on Friday. Did you? Um, work, workplace situation. The, the guy was complaining that he'd been discriminated against based on age because mm-hmm. he had been fired, basically. Um, and, you know, the other side was offering him all kinds of deals, like, okay, we'll just call it a 14-day suspension. And he just, um, he wasn't willing to really confront his manager about how he feels she's been dissing him for years now, because he told me that privately, but he just didn't want to bring it up. And he just didn't, he felt like he'd been disrespected. He still felt like he was being disrespected and he just wouldn't say anything. It could have been a cultural thing. He was an Asian guy. I think there's, uh, his, his kind of union rep told me that no, it's against his beliefs to, to actually confront the boss at all. Wow. And so I, I couldn't do much for him. Yeah. And so they went away, no settlement and he's fired mm. and he's going to have to pursue formal actions now that wow. are, are real crapshoot. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's, wow. it's not foolproof. It, it's not. Yeah. So do you wear a suit to work? Ah, I have wrestled with that myself. Um, when there's going to be lawyers there, I do to just kind of blend mm-hmm. in with them. Yep. Um, if not, I go with the more casual. Yeah. I would think that's country. more comforting for people mm-hmm. to just... Oh, yeah. Uh, that, yes. Like basically sweats. Like a regular you know? guy yeah, that's right? going to be hearing us today. Yeah. But you do, you, do you always wear a tie? No. 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 Well, I've, I've waffled on it because, on the other hand, to have this guy who's all suited up and looks like a smarty pants Yuck. lawyer, to have him look at you and say, okay, I see. Uh-huh. And so what would you like to do? Right. Exactly. That might be yeah. more powerful. Yep. I mean, to have the suit doing that for I you. get I that. I don't know. Mm. So Totally. I'm on the fence. How did you build a LA thing? I don't get... Explain to me, if you could, that you have a... Build is a strong word. I just opened an you office opened. presence out there. How did that come about? What was... I mean, the the... The bad winter of three years ago. That the polar vortex. Is that what yeah. nobody yeah. wanted to come yeah, and see you? I was in San Diego for that. I escaped it. Oh, was it I that no one wanted to come and see you, or you were like, get me the hell out of here? I needed to get the hell out. Okay. Yeah. That was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And I've got people, uh, cousins, and, and old friends in LA. Mm-hmm. I do also like the idea of getting some media attention to this transformative mediation thing. I think it's a big enough deal and it's a different enough paradigm that. Um, somebody should be interested in doing some kind of show about it. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing, you know, exploring some of that in LA. Um, like a Dr. Drew show, possibly? Yeah. Like a radio show? I That's would like right. to be your sidekick if you do that. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Kind of funny. <laughs> I could lighten the load. Yeah. You'd be the serious guy, good cop, bad cop. I need that. 
That would be good. I mean, um, you actually saw this yeah, thing. Yeah, so I was just going to say, so because that's what like sparked me. Right. I saw you on TV, right? Right, right. Yeah, and remind me, because I said to John, okay, now I can't even freaking remember so I paid, what he did. I got these guys that I'm paying to try to get me gigs on talk shows. Ah, and I, you know, cool. With me as the, as the conflict expert. Um, when I'm not on an antihistamines, I'm actually funny too. You're seeing a whole different. Um, <laughs> I told him you were funny. Actually, yeah, I, sorry. he asked I me. I said see, yes. I can see it. I can see it. So uh, the one gig they got me so far was Fox Business Network, and not as a transformative mediator. They're more accustomed I, to selling lawyers. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, isn't it? It was like a defense. What was it? A defense? It was something I have no experience with whatsoever. Something. Yeah, we were laughing. I saw the bit. I saw the clip. <laughs> okay. I did. It was really funny. Yeah, I was like. Both Big Daddy and I are like, okay, wh- why is Dan doing that? What? <laughs> it was great. It was Bill Cosby having been... Yep. Uh, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. He oh had been charged gosh. with a crime for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I got to say something that we a were typical... two shits on it. Oh, right. Yeah. I got to say something that was different from what a defense lawyer would say. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked me, you know, would you... Will it be easy or difficult to defend this case? And I said, I would not want to defend this case. If I were counseling Bill, I called him Bill, Yeah. I would... Um, I would be encouraging him to come clean and to try to do right by some of these victims. Not what a typical legal defense would would be, but but honestly, the only route toward him redeeming his reputation, not that he's going to be able to do it, but But if he could, it would be amazing. He could become the poster, you know, the speaker, the the, the anti-rape educator. Yeah, yeah. so, so that's, that's what I would do if I was Probably too guilty. So how do you balance the time? And, and is the goal for you to be there more? I'm pretty comfortable with this both places thing. What's the percentage um, there versus here? Um, well, in the winter, it's 90-10. And in the spring, it's 60 here, 40 mm-hmm. there. Interesting. Yeah. That's another, cool. Another factor is I'm a, I'm a single man. Mm-hmm. And being, Which is so bad because he's cute like you. You're a fellow bachelor. Is that yeah. The case? yeah. I'm yeah. just like, that's and there's a two, we're the only ones in town. I know. And so it's a, of course. A, <laughs> probably dated with some of the zero same women. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a stigma. You mm-hmm. know, in LA, it's normal to be single. Absolutely. Oh, seriously? Sure. Interesting. Sorry. They Sorry. get it. They get it that marriage is, uh, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? There you're running around all the time. Here it's like, what else are you supposed to do in winter but in the make winter. babies and, right. you know, fuck your wife? I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What else? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those winters here are lonely. Yeah, uh, definitely. Crazy. In LA, definitely. not so bad. For sure. This is fascinating. Thanks he's, so he's, much for your yeah. interest, guys. He's Learning. a very nice person, too. Like, well, everybody should go to him. How do we find you? Yeah. Remember my name uh, and Google me. What da- was that? Dan again? Simon. SimonMediation.com. Isn't there, is it just straight up Simon Mediation? Wasn't there a little Simon, line somewhere? Thank you. Simon Mediation. Yes. And why yeah. do we have a dash? Yeah, some else other guy has it. Yeah, he's schmuck. not using it. Yeah. And he's we, not using it, of if course. If we do radio, can we just be Simon Says, please? Because I oh. think it would be perfect. I don't think it's been done either for a radio show. Simon oh Says. Oh, my God. I'm thinking about it. That would be it. awesome. It's power, too, because people have to do what Simon Says, or they're out. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. Nice. I'm, the wheels are spinning. <laughs> I know. Take Crazy. it easy. I know. Sorry. Take it easy. With mm-hmm. the drinking thing, it could get dangerous. Not so kosher, first and foremost. Yeah. And then Simon Says on my side gig. Yeah, yeah. In the wintertime. Um, well, let's transition into getting to know Jew. <laughs> it's a fun okay? little game we like to play. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Because we have Jews on the show. Nice. Usually. Usually. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, wanna... We'll have a token to go occasionally, but, you um, know. Do you want to start this round? Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Sure, for sure. Not a problem. Okay, so um, I'm going to start with uh, Dan. Should I go dirty or should I not? Oh, it's not that let's dirty. see if Dan can handle it. Would I'm you, not sure. Would you rather be rich or have a large frock? <laughs> not familiar. Frock? <laughs> frock. Frock. Can't can say frock for frock those of you. Dress. It means dress. dress. Oh, good, because I was wondering about that. Oh, a frock, of course. Oh, yeah. but I get what you really mean. <laughs> okay. He's from Highland, so he's really <laughs> smart. Uh, Rich or a large frock? I mean, I need exact, I need numbers. I need to know how much money and how much frock. Jeez. If it's, All right, if so big, you want to go rich in a poor man's world or rich in a, let's say a bajillion dollars compared to a large frock that you could buy at um, Neiman Marcus? Well, Yeah. That's tough. Makes he's, it harder. He's pondering. Makes it harder. At home wondering what's happening. He's pondering. I, I'll take the money. All right. That's yep. cool. Good, Yay. Good call. 
<laughs> what about you, Bobby? What was your favorite legal TV show growing oh, you up? Guys want to answer that? Mm. I did like LA Law for sure. Susan Day God, factor. Yes, awesome. well, she's part of it. Day. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Who do people say you most resemble in real life? What celebrity? On good days, people remind me that uh, or tell me that I remind them of Steve Carell, his delivery. Oh yep. yeah, yep. yeah, that's true. Okay. You do. There's also some ugly ass actor who is on um, House. Another doctor, it, the, the actor's name is Jacobson or something. Okay, he I know looks who like this, about. only just a little, he little misshapen. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> I think you're way cuter. Thank you, Bobby. It's <laughs> not just the Hendrix talking. Ah, uh, that's nice. <laughs> um, Very kind. What's your favorite uh, pool blow up to float on? Now, am I the subject? Am I the, the person to answer all these questions? Sure. This is, get to know this Jew right here? Yeah. Okay. Getting to know Jew. Yeah, right. sometimes we, you know, but I asked him, but he was ignoring me. I think it's because of the Hendrix. I asked him if, he, you know, whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> so what's your favorite pool floaty? Well, I happen to have experience just a few weeks ago um, on one of these double-wide air mattresses, <gasps> just flat, yeah. just flat, but room for a friend to lie right down alongside you. can, like, you. get some action on those, too. You could. Like you a, can, because they don't, they don't really... They float really good. Yep. Like yeah. A, a, tr- a trundle raft. A trundle raft. Like the trundle bed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any other blow-up toys you want to talk about while we're mm. here? <laughs> Just kidding. Of course I'm kidding. <laughs> Bobby, what about you? Uh, for floaties or yes, blow-up? Yes, floaties. Okay, so we were oh, just... Oh, we'll go to the... We can go to the blow-ups after that, too, but the floaties, what are your favorite? I just uh, purchased at Target, and hopefully there'll be a sponsor someday... Um, they had these really cute pizza slices. It's it actually, ah! it's really cute. And donuts, a donut with yeah, a Yeah, I got the donut next to it with the little one. Yeah. With the little one for your cup. Yes, the, yeah. the donut, the donut yeah. floaty. Right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, super fun. Cute. Super fun. Ivana yeah. bought a swan the other day. Yeah. The thing took about four hours to blow up. Like almost the entire, takes it's, up the whole pool. It's almost like you're going to die before you get to Lake Minnetonka from all the <laughs> yeah. blowing. It's like, really? Don't they have those like, per- yeah. It's, it's easier than other things you blow. So Dan, do you get your nails done? I do not. Why not? Um, well, these hands, I want you to know, almost, I was second place for a hand modeling gig once. Second place. Let me see the other They're side. legit. Oh, they're kind of nice. Kind of, but your body or your hand is longer than your <laughs> fingers. Well, that, that means that something about the deal? frock, too, by the way, I understand. Is, yeah, but you're, oh, you're right. You're right. But we get, yeah, for sure, because we go from your, your shoulder to your middle of your hand. In not-so-kosher world, that's what we do. That's a good thing. Yeah. We're, we like to be generous to the Jewish boys. It's not all about girth. Now, you have a thing with, you have a gift with nails. I have a gift. Yeah, sometimes. You give good nail. I give good nail, Bobby says, for mm-hmm. sure. For I'm sure. noticing what you got going today. With oh, the well, I like colors. rain. Today's you got rainbow. I'm getting prepared for Pride because it's June. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm trying to get into it a little bit. Very nice. cool. Um, so, Bobby, you don't get your nails done, do you? I don't. Do you get your toes done? Nothing. Oh, you should get some shit done. I know guys that do that. Yeah. And they Manscaped. just... Manscaped. They, they're, they're cool. I just... Uh, they are. I'm too busy doing stuff with my hands. Right. You know what I mean? I'm I a drummer, so I'm always beating off. Beating, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I got get it. very busy with the hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and let me hand it to you. You oh. do a good job. Oh, 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 bang, nice. bang. I like the word thing. <laughs> um, do you, are your sheets satin, fleece, or cotton? Mm, cotton, but... Cotton. I'm open to this satin thing. Wouldn't that be you'd slide around? You know what yeah. would be fun? Actually, I believe that when you use satin sheets and you have your um, iWatch or your tidbit or whatever the hell it's called. Mm-hmm. Fitbit. <laughs> or, your, your, <laughs> or your tidbit. <laughs> and you are on your satin sheets. I believe it then can register if you're moving around and oh. doing some nasty on there. But if you're on a cotton sheet, it can't it register. Can't tell. Yeah. Okay. So Satan's Satan's really good. Or okay. Satan. Satan or That's Satan. That's weird. Satan. Let me ask you something. Bachelor, <laughs> Not even bachelor number one. Yeah. Uh, does thread count matter to you? Like when you're shopping, thread count. <laughs> I've learned. I've learned that that can totally mislead you in terms of the quality of the of the fabric. I. I, I mean, I'm aware that the higher the th- the thread count, the better. And the in more general, expensive. Yeah. But. Um, I don't feel like that's the whole story, and I don't know what the rest of the story is. There's something hidden. Do you think that's the same as like a sperm count? A sperm count, thread count. Same it is. Thing. It's all a myth. It is. It's yeah. all yeah. just the motility. Like a- 
Yeah, it's good word. By That's the way. a big word. What we don't does know that, what that mean? Is. Dumb it down for us, please. <laughs> with the sperm, it's not just the quantity; it's the motility. It's the, it's, a, well, it's how, how how fast it goes. Yeah, how far oh, they can, okay. how yeah. they are moving. Motility. Yeah, well, Big Daddy's yeah. got some fat. Well, they're dead now, but today's word is motility. <laughs> motility. Okay, so we've got. Do you have any other you have last any one for me? Is okay. when, do you go to movies? Do you enjoy the film? Mm-hmm. I do. What's the last movie that made you cry? Mm. Oh God, this is funny. This this is when I knew I funny. Need, I, this is when I knew I needed some some medication because it was not it was not a, a touching movie. It was um, it was Eddie Murphy's most recent movie, and I'm not going to be able to remember the name of it. Um, you usually know these, Bobby. It, I did. It, it was not popular. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, oh, gang. Uh, you know what? I really it, it might be like four or five years old, even. Oh, it's old. And I saw it on TV. Okay. And, and, mess around God, and I was you, just moved. If and, you say Dr. Doolittle, I'm leaving this podcast. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. Doolittle. Oh, that we've had her on. That's it, right. It was a romantic comedy. It was some... some. Yeah, no, you lost me at Eddie Murphy. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Okay. okay. Sorry. Um, well, we've got a little juicy news this week. Awesome. Um, we got more fun, funk at First Avenue tonight, Thursday night, June 9th. Right. Don't forget. Big oh. night. Big night. Big night for Alan Free. Big night. Shout spot, out to Alan Free. Spot, my old like fall in love guy yep. that is going to be there, and I'm going to miss him. Yep. Patrick Epstein. We got a bunch of VJs. We got a Roy Freed. We got, we got Roy Freed. Who's that? Roy Freedom, but it, Roy Freed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah mm-hmm. for sure. And then uh, we got this Prince tribute, and we got Justin Bieber's coming. I mean, Woo-hoo. he'll be here June nineteenth at Target Center. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a Justin. Oh, oh my God. God! They now have an emoji thing. It's all Justin Bieber emoji. Like it's oh, just ridiculous. They should have one for you. They should the Bobby. You'd emoji. be cute. I like actually those look like you. The ones you always send me. Um, every Sunday there's happy hour at Sushi Tango. It's almost all day in Kellen Square. Well, a friend of mine owns that place, so you should podcast you from there for too. sure. Who's that? What's his name? <laughs> Ta- I forgot. <laughs> John knows him. He graduated John. I, okay. We should, we should do a podcast. I'm not kidding. That we would should. be really oh, fun Oh, we could do there. that. Okay, I'll, I'll yep. take care of that. I'll take mm-hmm. it And tango. Okay. We'll sushi and tango. There you nice. go. And as we gear up for Pride Weekend, you got to hit the J Pride Happy Hour June 15th from 5.30 to 7.30 at Red Stag in Northeast. And don't forget Pride in Loring Park June 25th and 26th. So excited for that. Thank God I'll be in town. Okay, Cecil's in beautiful Highland Park, your neighborhood deli and restaurant, offering your tummy immediate gratification to keep that intestinal flow flowing. Home intestine, corned beef, matzo ball soup, and chopped liver. Now that's some great food that will make you skip your frozen dinner. Yum. Yeah, it rhymed, but it was a really long well, one. Well, Cecil's sponsor, like, probably didn't have homotashin, or is that just... Homotashin. Is that a bad thing? They Sorry. Kinda, Hmm. Would that be Gotta bad? Gotta think of that one. Okay, cool. That's so, going to be edited for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Come in for those great treats all year round. Step into the four generations of deliciousness at Cecil's Deli. Love Cecil's Deli, by the way. Cecil's Deli. Big shout out. Dot com. Love it. 651 South Cleveland. Okay, Dan Simon, thank yeah. you so much for joining us tonight. Are you kidding me? My pleasure. It was so much fun. Like, I learned so much, didn't you? Simon says, Give I'm going to stay with you hand. forever. We're no mediation, man. No, not we're for us. We're sticking together. But we're if good. we need it, we're going to Dan. Yeah, just if there's Dan trouble. Dan the man. Yep. You yeah. Know. So hit up Not So Kosher uh, at thebackroomstudios.com, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S. And we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and find us all over the fucking place. So be well, my universe. Peace. Peace.